For the personnel involved, at least, it is always a melancholy moment. The last lowering of the flag as an overseas military deployment folds its tents for the final time. Whatever the rights and wrongs of the operation in question, those who have served will have committed and sacrificed much, often a long way from home, often in extremely trying circumstances. Exactly this sort of farewell has been undertaken by the mission officially known as the United Nations Multidimensional Integrated Stabilization Mission in Mali, usually and mercifully abbreviated to MINUSMA. Unfortunately, MINUSMA seems to have become part of the problem by fueling inter-community tensions. This situation has generated a feeling of distrust among the population towards MINUSMA and a crisis of confidence between the Malian authorities and MINUSMA. MINUSMA was ordered to cease operations last June by the military junta which seized power in Mali in 2020 and has since been undertaking a staggered withdrawal from its bases around the country. The formal hauling down of the blue and white UN banner took place at MINUSMA's headquarters in Bamako in mid-December. This past weekend saw the handover to Malian authorities of MINUSMA's last two facilities at Gao and Timbuktu. MINUSMA was sent into Mali in 2013 in a bid to impose a measure of order on a situation which appeared to be unravelling quickly. In Mali's north, the Tuareg people had staged one of their periodic rebellions, but this one had been co-opted by Islamist insurgents, amid all of which Mali's government and Mali's military appeared more interested in squabbling with each other than confronting a threat which rapidly escalated into an existential menace. The jihadists seized much of the country and appeared poised to march on Bamako. A brisk military intervention led by France forestalled this threat. Manusma's designated role was to generally stabilise stuff and prepare a transition to a new-look democracy, among other tasks always much easier said than done. What we are focusing the most on is the protection of the civilians. We are manoeuvring, trying to ease the tension. We are engaging a lot with the key leaders and so on in order to, to ease down the tension. It was one of the most dangerous peacekeeping missions ever undertaken by the UN. 311 MINUSMA personnel were killed across the decade of its deployment. At the close of the mission, MINUSMA fielded around 12,000 soldiers and police officers, mostly drawn from militaries and police forces elsewhere in Africa, though not exclusively. Bangladesh, a prolific contributor to UN peacekeeping missions, was providing nearly 1,400 soldiers and nearly 300 cops. MINUSMA's final military commander was a Senegalese Major General, Mamadou Gay, its last police commissioner, a French Major General, Bettina Bugani. The drawing down of MINUSMA leaves 11 active UN peacekeeping missions. There are now five in Africa, three in the Middle East, one between India and Pakistan, and two in Europe, UNMIC in Kosovo and UNFASIPE in Cyprus. As MINUSMA fades into the past of UN peacekeeping, it will, or certainly should, also prompt an amount of reflection on the future of UN peacekeeping, not least because of the amount of speculation presently at large about the prospect of a blue-helmeted legion being sent at some point to patrol whatever is left of Gaza. 
Italy's Foreign Minister Antonio Tajani is among those who have advocated such a move, though it would be interesting to see how enthused Italy was in the event of any such deployment about contributing any of its own troops. Because this is always the problem. Well, always a problem. Just as the UN itself is always by definition compromised by the competing interests of its members, so UN peacekeeping missions are often hamstrung by politics, including the willingness, or often otherwise, of wealthy countries with better equipped and better trained militaries to contribute troops, and rules of engagement which can reduce peacekeeping forces to bystanders, even accessories. The great BBC foreign correspondent Martin Bell, writing of UNPROFOR, the United Nations Protection Force deployed to Bosnia-Herzegovina during its war in the 1990s, bleakly invoked the old joke about the farmer who puts up a sign saying, please don't throw rocks at this sign. Last year, the UN observed the 75th anniversary of the deployment of its first peacekeeping mission, the United Nations Truce Supervising Organization, or UNTSO. Headquartered in Jerusalem, UNTSO is still going, and its mission statement remains, helping to bring stability in the Middle East, irresistibly prompting the response, in your own time, lads. It is easy to jeer at UN peacekeeping missions, as indeed this explainer just has. The blue helmets are as tempting a target for pundits as they are for Kalashnikov brandishing yahoos reasonably confident that nobody will shoot back. But egregious though the failures of UN peacekeeping have been, Rwanda, Somalia, Srebrenica, there have been considerable successes, such as Liberia and Côte d'Ivoire, where there are many people alive and voting right now who might not be had the UN never shown up. MINUSMA itself oversaw a downturn in Mali's violence, the return of many displaced people, and a peace agreement between the Tuareg and Mali's then-government. And it is difficult to scrape together much optimism that the departure of MINUSMA will improve matters for actual Malians. The junta which ordered MINUSMA to leave prefers the company of the Russian mercenary outfit Wagner Group. If it is arguable that MINUSMA and other UN missions have often been too timid and cautious in their use of force, probably better that than a goon squad infamous for shooting first and rarely even bothering to ask questions later. We could already see in areas where we are not able to operate where the Malian army is not operate. The level of violence against civilians is extremely high and is triggering huge displacements. Plausible reports suggest that Wagner and Mali's military have already begun bringing out the worst in each other. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Miller.